Easter's over. I had a wonderful, nice, uh, I had a nice vacation in Hawaii last week. It was wonderful. It reminded me how, you know, how blessed I am to have to suffer in such a wonderful world. <laughs> you know, we, a lot of times we, we forget that the, the simple things. Uh, I, I don't often, like every morning when I wake up and I see the sun, if I see the sun, I, I, I'm like, wow, it is a beautiful day. My wife hears, hears me every day say, wow, it is a beautiful day. And then she always responds, yes, it is a beautiful day. And uh, because it is a beautiful day. Uh, you know, just look, looking through the eyes of gratitude uh, is something that changes things very quickly and reminds us that, wow, no matter what's going on, and there's always something going on. There's always something challenging. Does everybody have something challenging in your life? Does anybody? Anybody have something, at least one thing you're challenged with? Yeah, this week I, I had a couple curveballs, and I, I won't uh, just, it's just like, oh, man. And, and sometimes when, when I get a curveball, I, I don't know. Maybe it's from being the youngest child, my brother beating up on me all the time. But, you know, when he would beat up on me uh, during a game or, you know, he was a couple of years older than me and he was taller and stronger and, and more athletic. And so he would always beat me. Uh, but I would continue to come back and play. But every once in a while, I just, you know, I just would want to quit. And, and I, I had one of those moments just this week. It's just like, you know, can't I just quit? Anybody ever feel like quitting? Anybody? You know, it's like, really? Do I have to do one more day of this? Here, here, it's a beautiful day. And yet, on the inside, I'm just like, oh, you know, can I just quit today? Uh, and it only takes me a couple minutes to get my, my legs back and say, Lord, what are you trying to accomplish through, through this? So, how I reorient myself is this, this topic that we're, we're going to talk about for a few weeks. And it's the topic of worship. Now, when we think of worship, we think of uh, <clears throat> maybe we were singing some songs today or we came to church or something like that. But the, the question that, that struck me, and it, it happened a few uh, months ago. I was reading this devotion, and it's something I'd read many times before, but it was, it was this question that uh, these, these men of God used to ask one another. And one of the first questions is, are you enjoying God? Are you enjoying God? And I'm like, enjoying God? Is that something you're supposed to do? Are you supposed to enjoy God? I thought you're like you're just supposed to like worship Him and, you know, like serve Him, but enjoy Him. And it, it is kind of interesting in my in my early uh, following of Jesus, I, it was it was very enjoyable. I didn't have any religiousness in me. I just like, ooh, throw up my hands. I, oh, I, I, went, to, I went to church a lot uh, because that's where the people of God were, and they were always singing. And, and there, there's, I have hundreds and hundreds, maybe a thousand songs in my brain. Uh, in fact, I was thinking of one this morning. Uh, and back, back in, in, in the old days, uh, when, I, when I was first d- being discipled, uh, people used to just open up the scriptures and just write a song. 
It was just like, it's right there. It's, it's this scripture. And everybody would like, oh, we're just going to sing through the Psalms today. Uh, and they would just, you know, and people just make stuff up. They were all three chord wonder songs. That, you know, it's like and anybody could play them on any instrument. Uh, it's super simple. But I, I liked it because it was easy for me to just enjoy God, enjoy his words coming into me. It was just very enjoyable. And then I became a sophisticated Christian where I learned about the holiness of God and the awesomeness of God. And, and God got further and further away from me. And anybody? Anybody? And so I, I wanted to spend a little bit of time over the next few weeks kind of considering kind of what uh, Maureen was, was saying this morning. How we, this morning, how do we think about God? Because how we do that makes all the difference in our spiritual life and in, in, our, in our normal life. So we're going to talk about enjoying God today. You guys are all frowning. <laughs> I don't want to talk about enjoying God. What do I have to do to meet his requirements? Uh, <clears throat> but the reality is, is that, you know, we just got through the Easter season, and the Easter season is a time of celebrating that what Jesus did for us was he reopened the way for us to have a relationship with Father God so that there was nothing in between us. You remember uh, in the creation uh, account, uh, humankind uh, says that, that they didn't follow, you know, he says, okay, you can do everything except this. And so what did they want to do? That. And then so they broke, they broke what God was asking of them, and it caused a, a rift in their relationship. And what Jesus did was he, he took all of that, of all of us, all the sins. In fact, we, 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 nobody pointed it out here, but it says, He sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That's actually a pretty big concept is that what Jesus did, he took everything that would keep us separated from God, he took that all away. All of the shame, all of the guilt, all of the sin, all of the sinfulness, all of the stuff that hassles you in the middle of the night. It's like, ah, shouldn't have said that. Ah, shouldn't have done that. Oh, I wish I had, you know, 20 years ago, I wish I hadn't done something really stupid. Uh, does that ever happen to anybody here? Are you guys 100% clean in your conscience? Well, what he, the Bible tells us is that what Jesus did, he, he not only took all that away, but he cleans our mind from those things. So when the enemy tries to use them, he, he cleans, he, he's like, there's nothing there. I can't find anything because Jesus took it all. Okay. Um, so how shall I launch into this? So Jesus did this amazing thing for us so that we can enjoy God. All right? And so I I wanted to read uh, this scripture to you. So if if you're flipping here, uh, Jesus was being hassled one day by a bunch of religious leaders. Uh, He kind of finished off a couple, uh, the Sadducees, and then after this, he, he, you know, he st- the Pharisees said, well, maybe we can, maybe we can needle, needle in on him. And so this is what it says. It's in uh, Matthew chapter 24, 34 to 40. And you've heard this before, but we'll look at it from a different perspective. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. And one of them, an expert in the law, 
tested him with a question. See, the last thing you ever want to do is test Jesus with a question because it's going to come back at you. Teacher, what is the greatest commandment of the law? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. He's like, okay, everything you've read in the big book, (coughs) excuse me, hang on these two commandments. And so I I wanted us to just take a moment, and the first question I kind of want to ask us is, how do you think about God? You guys can talk to me. when, When I say, you need to, you know, let, let's worship God. How do you think about Him? Come on, talk to me for a minute. I'll get something to drink. As a father. As a father. That's good. Does anybody see God far away? As like high and holy? Unapproachable. Unapproachable, Geo does. Thank you. Huh? Depending on how you're feeling. Uh, Rochelle? The judge. It's like, yeah. And he there, he's there, yeah. He's like, he, that's, yeah. We always do that. We're like, okay, i got to figure this out. And then we're like, oh, maybe I could just talk to God. Maybe I could pray. And then maybe he could help me figure this out. It's really smart. But ju- judgmental is one of those things. I get that way. Um, I, I see God as a judge, especially when I'm not feeling like I'm doing good. I don't know, I'm not being a good Christian. And that doesn't even mean like I'm doing like bad things. Just like, hey, I should spend more time with the Lord. If I actually ask that question, how, how was your time with Jesus lately? And you're like, Jesus? Oh, yeah, I should do that. I should spend some time with the Lord. Uh, you know, Go ahead, Maria? He makes me strong. He makes you strong? He makes me strong when I'm the weakest because I know that in him I can do all things. Amen. Yeah. Not that I succeed all the time, but sometimes I do. If I trust him, really. Mm, that's good. Yeah. He is my strength. He is your strength. Well, I think one of the, the big issues of our life is really how we see the Lord. Because that's going to make the difference in our worship of him. And Jesus, he spent most of his ministry trying to explain who God really is. And he, he introduced the, the, the father concept to us and said, listen, he's like a father. So you said that this morning. I keep, when I'm reading this, I'm thinking as a father, how could I ever do this? And in Romans, it actually says that. It says that he who did not spare the, the most precious possession or person of the universe, how much more will he give us everything that we need in this life? And so if I carry that into my worship, then my worship uh, life really Get, gets going. But I think a lot of times we, we think of God e- either as a, like a spiritual, you know, thing, uh, you know, this, this interactive person, like if I do this, then I get this. Uh, sometimes a little Santa Claus, uh, right? Have you ever prayed, oh Lord, I need this? I mean, I was really good at that in my early days, even before I knew Jesus. Uh, you know, everybody cries out to God at a certain point, right? 
you know, you're drowning. God, <laughs> like, okay, if you say, you know, I remember a few times uh, sitting in places I shouldn't be sitting, uh, where I've called out to God, if you'll get me out of this one, uh, then I totally will do something good for you. Uh, how, how long did that last? Till the next time. And I'm sitting again going, uh, I, I, I wish I wasn't in jail again. Uh, th- that happened to me a few different times. Uh, unfortunately, I could tell you more about that, but I'm not going to because that's not what we're doing today. But a lot of times we make this trans, you know, that God is a transactional God. That if I do the right things, then I'll get the right stuff. And the Bible's real clear that he, that Jesus introduces us back to a person, Father God, and not this entity that is like, you know, far and, and holy. And a lot of times we, we do have this, I, I, I call it this, uh, this uncomfortable angst when I'm like, I'm going to go to God. Have you ever felt that? I, I was thinking a couple of times. I remember when I, I met uh, the, my, my first Silicon Valley CEO uh, like of a big Fortune 500 or 100 company. And I was like, felt small in, in, in that context, even though, guess what? He was a person, right? I remember we, we had this, uh, the, the center of the 49ers uh, had his kids in our school. And I remember this guy, you know, he's like six, seven. And uh, he would come to school. And he, he was like, and I, I remember feeling like, you're, you're a big dude. <laughs> and I wouldn't want to, you know, I wouldn't want to go on the other side of the field with him for sure. Um, but he, he was just a he was a dad. He was here for his kids. And, and, and so, you know, when you see him with his kids, he was like this big guy, you know, sna- snagging up his, his little kids. And he, he was just love. But we get these perspectives in our minds about, you know, God like that. It's like, oh, they're, they're something and I'm nothing. Or they're big and I'm small. And this keeps us from really being true worshipers or really enjoying God. It's like, if I feel that way, then I don't enjoy him. It's just like, okay, I hope I can get out of this soon. And I want, and my, my goal of, our, of this talk and our time is I want us to, to re-enter the place that Jesus made for us to enjoy God as a person. There's a person in this room I really like a lot. I love her. It's my wife. And I enjoy being with her, not just in Hawaii, that's fun, uh, but we actually enjoy each other like every day, like every day. We enjoy sitting next to each other, we enjoy talking to one another, we enjoy commuting now because gas is so high, we commute together. Uh, <laughs> in fact, we spend a lot of time together and we enjoy it. And, and I was thinking, this is the best kind of context of relationship for me because I don't have to be with her to enjoy her. I just enjoy her because I, because I love her. And why do I love her so much? Probably because she loved me back or first. And this is the crux and why I wanted us to read this first John and, and Maureen, I think you said it. If I only knew how much God really loved me, then it would be different. And so this morning, 
The first thing I, I, I want you guys to, to be encouraged by is that God loves you more than you could ever know. And how do we know this? Well, we read it in this scripture, but also um, there's this, uh, you know, there's, there's kind of like three ways that the devil gets us. Is he wants to keep us from God, from this enjoyable God, because he wants us to think first we're not loved by him. Second, that we're not accepted because we haven't done all the right stuff. Has everybody done all the right stuff today? No, we haven't. And then, and then third, that we're not forgiven. Because this is the big, the big thing. I mean, sometimes people will come in, it's like, I haven't been to church in a long time. You know, is the, is the roof going to cave in on me? But we have that kind of sense in our mind is like, oh, I haven't done enough to meet with God. And uh, I know that uh, Richard doesn't think that about Talon. He's like, I just love my kid. And does he ever mess up? <laughs> is, he, is he ever a pain? And yet, every time you come back to him and you just love him. Okay, so the first thing is, I, I want us to return to seeing God, the Lord God, as a person, because he is a person. And he's somebody that wants to know you as a person and that you can enjoy him by spending time with him and... Uh, really just understanding how much he wants to be your heavenly father and a friend. Okay, now Jesus says these three things. We're moving on. He says uh, that we should love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. And, uh, you know, why didn't he just say you should just love, love the Lord your God? Because there's something about being totally in, Right? I mean, actually, Jendi and I, we're going to celebrate our 35th anniversary uh, this year, 35 years. I would say you're not even married till 25. Yeah, seriously, you're just still negotiating stuff. You know, after 25, it's like, okay, I think we're in this thing. Uh, <laughs> it's been a quarter of a century. We got, the, we got this down. I don't know if she feels the same way. <laughs> I don't know, you know, as the kids get in the way and stuff like that, you know, finances, you know, it's like, ah, this is, this is, this is tough. Um, but I, I think that the, the way that Jesus puts this, and it's, he's actually quoting from the Old Testament, but there's something about having your heart and your emotions and your mind committed and passionate. When Jenny and I first got together 35 years ago, 36 years ago, uh, we were all about passion. We, I mean, we were serious. Like we were, you would, you would, nobody would have liked us at, at that time because we were just, we were like Gaga, like really weird. Nobody should be that way, uh, but we were. And uh, the passion still continues, but it, it's not the same thing. She sits on that side of the couch. I sit with, sit with her legs up, and I sit on this side of the couch with our legs up. You know, back back when we were first married, you know, it was like it was like I, I just can't get close enough. I mean, if, if we if we could meld together, uh, that would be awesome. But now it's like, hey, I need some space. You know, it's like. <clears throat> but there, there's something about the integration, and that's that, that's what I wanted to just talk about for just a couple seconds. Uh, a lot of times we, we might love God, you know, and it's like, well, what do I mean to love God? I'm committed to Him. Those of you who, who regularly worship Him, you're like, I'm, I'm committed to God. But your feelings for God have waned in a certain way. 
And what worship does for us is it brings us back to that place. It's like remembering my first love, remembering that. It's like, oh, remember when we first got together? And that's what God wants for our hearts. And in order to, for us to like reestablish a foundation, we have to see him as a person, but then also understand our love and our passion for him. And it comes because he loved us first. Uh, but also, when you start walking with Jesus, you're going to have problems. And you're going to walk through life with Jesus, and you're going to have problems. And then you're going to have more problems. And then you'll have more problems. And then you'll have more problems. But that's where the integration comes, when we realize that no matter what happens in my life, I am loved. No matter what happens in my life, Jesus wants me to experience this delight of like, we're in this thing together, right? And then no matter what happens in our life, I can think about all the ways that he has walked with me through life. Now, that's one of the problems of life. I'm getting older. Any, anybody else getting older? No, I know. Right. Look at Talon. He's like, I'm getting older, man. I was just a wee little guy. Yeah, that's like, woo. Uh, but there's something about getting older because you get to see now a larger perspective of how God works in your life. At first it was like, oh God, if you'll do this, it'd be awesome. And then he does. And, and, or maybe he doesn't. But the, the longer I've walked with the Lord, he's always been there with me. He didn't answer every prayer, thankfully. <laughs> it's like, I actually had dated another girl before uh, my wife and uh, before Jendi. And I, and I was like, oh Lord, you know, send, send me this girl. Like that would have been a bad plan. Anyway got the right one. See, so God didn't answer that prayer. Gave me this one. Smart move. God's much smarter than I am. Okay. Uh, but I, I think that's the wonderful part that now I'm able to worship the Lord differently because he has, because of who he's shown himself to be in my life. And so I want to encourage us all in that because sometimes like I'll, I'll, I'll wake up and it's like, okay, Lord, I want to worship you. I love you. Why? Because you love me. Okay, good. Uh, and then it, it says, with all my soul. It's like, I'm not really feeling that emotionally tied to, to you. Right? And, and do you guys ever feel that way? You're not like, it's like, I'm not really emotionally tied to God. Usually it's because we're tired. We're overdone. Uh, but getting, you know, this morning when we were worshiping, thank you for that, that, those songs, um, I was getting emotionally like, yeah, I love to be with the Lord, and I love to sing. And, and that's kind of the outworking, too, of worship. There's something about, that at the end of it, you just want to sing, uh, right? There's just something about uh, music and the Lord. Anyway, we'll go on from that. Okay, last but not least, uh, as we read in our sacred reading, no one has ever seen God, and that's the problem. Wouldn't it be easier to love God if he was right here and not like the person I cannot see? But he does this wild thing as he places his spirit in each of us and then says, love me in other people. 
Sometimes that's hard. Dean, you are lovable. (laughs) You're a kind and gentle soul. You are lovable. I don't think we've ever argued. We should have an argument. Just just so that we could so we could test this thing. Because <laughs> Judy's probably she does all the arguing. She does all the arguing for me. Okay, thank you. Okay, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but there's something about when you love someone, you work stuff out with them, right? It's not all it's, it's not all butterflies and roses, right? It, and God has given us each other to practice loving him. And our worship really can can grow and derive from our relationship with one another. Uh, yesterday, uh, the the ladies had this luncheon, and I and I got a chance to, uh, to sit in the back a little bit. And it, it was funny because I thought they would never leave. I was just here to help clean up, <clears throat> and and uh, and I'm like, okay, they'll be out of here at one. So I come at one, and they're still talking. And I'm like, oh my. I better get some lunch here. <clears throat> so I got some lunch, and I went up to the sound booth, and I could hear a cacophony of, of women talking. And, and, and I, I couldn't hone in. My hearing's not as good as it used to be. I couldn't hone in on everybody's conversation, but I just got little snippets. And at, at the end of the day, really what it was was people had come alive to share their life. And one of the best ways that we can experience worship is when we share our life with one another. And some people were sharing hard stuff. They were sharing, you know, there were some older, older ladies, just a couple, and uh, they, they, were, they were sharing ills, you know, like bodily things. Like, like I don't, I'm not, nothing personal, but, you know, it's like this ache, that ache, and they were, they were sharing uh, the, uh, different kind of supplements. And I wanted to jump in because I'm a supplement kind of guy. Um, but, uh, you know, but they were sharing. That's deep to share. It's like, ah, I hurt right here. And they come alive by giving, the, you know, by sharing the pain of their life. They weren't saying, it was like, everything's good. They were saying, it hurts right here. But, and somebody says, well, I got a supplement for that. You know, I, I do too. Anyway. One of the best ways we can enhance our worship is to love one another deeply from a pure heart. And we read that in our scripture this morning, uh, and I'm going to close and leave us with this. Dear friends, since God loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. It's an interesting phrase that his love is made complete in us. A lot of times we think our spiritual life is about us. It's like just me and Jesus. But really what God is wanting to do is connect us so that we can fully experience who God is. That's the key. All right? So, I would give you an exercise, um, but I'm not going to. One of the best ways that we can enjoy the Lord is actually by enjoying one another. I saw it yesterday with all those ladies. They were enjoying one another. They were never going to leave. 
I had to kick them out, and then they just hung out in the in the parking lot for another hour. I'm like, I got to lock this gate. I mean, these people are never going to leave. Anyway, just, but I lo- I really loved that because I saw people coming alive, and we really do come alive, not by doing services. It's like, I came to worship, and I'm gone. But actually, the best part of church is us being with one another. So I'm going to shut up so that I can do that. So let's, let, let's just close in prayer because I want you to enjoy God in each other today. Lord, we are thankful that you've given us everything we need to have a relationship with you and have a great relationship with each other. Lord, that we can love and accept and forgive one another as you have loved and accepted and forgiven us. And that's really the key to the relationships that we share. And I pray that, uh, Lord, as, as we uh, interact over lunch today, that you would give us opportunities to, to go deeper than just the weather or our, our favorite sports uh, things that are happening or whatever else we talk about on the surface, politics. Help us go deeper towards our spiritual lives and our life together. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going I'm to sign off with the, the online folks. We're going to continue on for a couple minutes. We're going to receive communion because it, it, somehow it became May. Uh, I, don't know how, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, thank you for joining us and the rest of us. We'll, we'll continue on. Yeah, come on in. <clears throat> Let's do it.